we'd like to welcome you to the Institute's Leading Edge, a show dedicated to helping the automotive aftermarket service industry. Today's panel will be discussing the ins and outs of how to market online to find your perfect customer. Here's what's coming up. We've really kind of dialed them in over the past few years specifically to where we've got a good mix of the right customers that are coming in that really like the way we do things and specifically like the staff we've got up there in the office. I think a lot of us are guilty of checking the box. Like, check the box, I did that whole website thing, you know, I'm good. Social media is super important because we can educate them on what auto repair is, but we can also um, educate them on how we do auto repair and how it's different. Um, how it's relevant. You can be putting content out there, you can be putting advertisements out there, but you don't know what kind of ROI you're getting on it unless you're looking at the data. And honestly, the data itself will tell you who's engaging, who isn't engaging. For a better business, a better life, a better industry, the Institute's leading edge. Uh, today we're going to uh, be talking about marketing. I think we have some uh, branding stuff. We're also going to be talking about online uh, building a community, um, uh, SEO, uh, et cetera. And uh, today we have with us uh, Ryan Klo. Ryan has uh, two shops in the Cincinnati area. Ryan is also a consultant for the Institute. Uh, and Ryan is our processes guy. He understands how to make the shop run. Uh, and he also is really, really good at branding, and that's why we brought Ryan on board. Uh, so thank you, Ryan. Uh, we have uh, Tom Lambert. Tom Lambert is a Utah native. Uh, he's currently uh, owns a, a very successful shop called Shade Tree Automotive in uh, Layton, Utah, and he is one of the newest consultants with the Institute for Automotive Business Excellence. Very excited uh, to have Tom with us. Uh, Tom's been in the industry from a very early age, has had the opportunity to uh, experience all aspects of the automotive repair from shop helper on the way up to now I own the place. Tom has really uh, increased car count and really been able to recently, recently in the last three years, um, determine who his clients were and really go after them, uh, kind of tooth and nail and expand his business uh, pretty well. So Tom, welcome. Thank you. Uh, we have uh, uh, Taylor Pickering with us. I love Taylor. She is one of the sharpest younger people I know, especially when it comes to marketing. Taylor, don't you have a marketing degree? I do. Holy, holy <laughs> smokes. Um, and uh, 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 Taylor was uh, awarded the Ratchet & Wrench All-Star Award for the Administrative Support category recently, and she joined the SA of Colorado Board in 2017. Um, her family business is currently only undergoing a full business rebranding. Yay! <laughs> Excited about that. Uh, from a 1950s theme to a more modern, temporary, uh, contemporary aesthetic. And she just loves what she does here, and I, I'm so excited to have you here. You're kind of my online uh, guru, um, you know, all of that stuff. Uh, we, uh, so thank you, Taylor, for being here. Uh, we have Kent Bullard, my son, who I'm extremely proud of. And Kent also is our online guru here at the Institute. Uh, and, uh, well, he's, he's what we got. So yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, think he does, I think he does a pretty good job. In the last eight months, I've really handed over a lot of our marketing uh, to Kent, or most of it, and uh, our presence has really increased in the in the industry. So we're very excited about that. So Kent, uh, good to have you here. And then you got me. I'm just the uh, I'm just the uh, CEO of the company, uh, hanging out, uh, trying to make sure that I don't make too many mistakes while we're online. So um, today's 
today's topic, uh, let's start with um, determining our client. So um, let's let's start there, and, and, and let's start with you, Tom. Tom, what have you done, or, or how did this kind of uh, develop in your company uh, uh, for you to, you know, decide who that was or, 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 you know, what's going on there? Yeah, so in my early years, uh, uh, everybody that could fog a mirror, honestly, was my, was my target. Um, same mistake most shop owners make. Uh, we thought, uh, I myself thought that just everybody has a car, right? Everybody's my customer. Uh, therefore, I would try to please everybody, um, and in trying to do that, uh, uh, very difficult to do. Um, it's 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 progressed, especially over the past five years uh, of me really figuring out what I have to offer differently than than other shops and and kind of the customers that uh, that like me the most. So we kind of went from you know anybody's my customer to. The next transition for me was the I transition to the customer base that seemed to like me the most. Uh, when I'm at my service counter, I'm a pretty strong D personality, so I can go head-to-head -head with those other strong personalities to prove that uh, I'm the professional in that arena, and I would, it would be easy for me to win those customers. And then, uh, you know, over the last few years, now that I'm all grown up now, uh, I've realized that... Uh, I'm not the guy at the counter, therefore I shouldn't be bringing in the customers that like me the most. I'm bringing in more of the the friendlier types that enjoy my friendly staff that is up there in the up there in the office. So uh, we've got a few different uh, targets, uh, but uh, we've really kind of dialed them in over the past few years, specifically to where uh, we've got a good mix of the right customers that are coming in that really like the way we do things and specifically like the the staff we've got up there in my office. So, so Taylor, I, I saw you shaking your head. Yes. Um, uh, right there. What, uh, what was that about? I would agree. Um, I, I appreciate what you have, have to say. Um, I'm a little bit newer to this, so, <laughs> um, and I come at it from a marketing background, but I think the point that stuck out for me is that there's multiple personalities and not really, focusing your marketing on who you want as a client or who you get along with as a business owner. Um, for me, it really resonated with who does your market want and what is your market looking for, um, as well as staying true to yourself and your own brand, but how can you find your niche? And um, sometimes that looks like having multiple customer profiles, like it sounded like he was talking about, um, but the importance of making sure that your business model fits the market that you're in and how best to communicate your message to your, to your customers. Um, I think that we've played around with it a lot, uh, in a lot of different ways. Um, and especially with us going through this rebranding, we've really done a deep dive in what, are, what do our markets look like? Um, what kind of a customer do we want? What does our customer base currently look like and how is that all adding up? Um, so it's been a process for us, but, uh, we're slowly but surely honing it in as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know when we were at uh, the last shop I ran, Larry's, um, we were a general repair shop, but all of our advertising, all of our branding made us look like uh, specialists. And so we, we were German car specialists. If you looked here, we were Japanese car specialists. If you looked over there and we were American car specialists, if you looked in another place, uh, it, depending on what you were looking for. And I think uh, when we start talking about online, I think that's kind of important uh, that we, you know, that we present ourselves the way that the customer 
wants to see us or, or in a way that the customer can see us um, online. Uh, uh, um, so how does that, uh, um, for, for maybe anybody on the, on the panel, but maybe Kent, how does that tie in? How, how have we used what we believe our customers to tie into our online, uh, our online marketing? Well, it depends on exactly where you're going to be posting the content as well as what the content is. So if you've got your identified person that you're trying to bring in, so like Tom was saying, that there's specific kind of profiles that you're going to be trying to hit with that. Um, I think with online, it's a, it's a lot easier to just be very specific in who you're wanting to be in front of um, and what the message is, is being conveyed and, and who's a who it's going to. So it gets a little complicated, but at the same time you get the payoff of being a lot more uh, targeted. Okay. And, and I see Taylor shaking her head. Taylor, have you guys, um, have you, have you specifically targeted a, a, a client set um, uh, for, for any of your, for your online marketing? And if you are, how, how are you doing that? What's the, what, what are the tools you're using for that? Sure. Um, so that strategy for us is uh, evolving still. Um, and, for us, it's mostly vehicle-centric. Um, so we okay. have identifi identified the types of vehicles that we really want to see um, and built a campaign around that. So say if we wanted to see um, more Lexus vehicles, um, we've built a landing page on our website that's very Lexus-focused um, with good SEO content so that the search engines can find us um, for Lexus. And then we've... Um, transferred that content to our social media sites uh, through social, through Facebook advertising um, more organically at this point, uh, but trying to, with the mentality of trying to be where everywhere that our customer is um, that has a Lexus, uh, and especially with social media, just because it's so prevalent and that's where everybody spends their time. Um, so trying to create content on uh, our website and then distribute it across, uh, whether that be pay-per-click ads, um, ranking organically, ranking locally, and through social media to kind of be a more collective uh, approach. Uh, so, so if I understand you correctly, what you're saying is that you guys have consciously made some decisions about the vehicles you want, and then um, you're creating an approach that, that you feel you can move forward that's a, um, a comprehensive approach to, you know, getting those vehicles or, or those people in, and you're using social media as um, and your website is the primary places that you're that you're doing that. Yeah, and we can transfer that to direct mail as well, um, but it's a little bit more costly, and it's we're trying to test out and see what kind of a response we're getting from um, digital, and then if that really, if we find our segment really responds to that, then maybe we'll support that with direct mail or some other um, promotional opportunities or avenues as well. It's kind of it's kind of interesting I, about eight months ago when I kind of turned our marketing over to Kent and the, and the younger people in the company, um, I started doing a lot of research into social media and uh, even joined a couple of different um, uh, consulting groups. Uh, so for social media, and it, I just find it, it really interesting how well you can target and how effective that is um, uh, for getting your message out to the right people and, and how cost cost effective. And then there's this idea you know, if I spend a hundred dollars on social media and it brings me a thousand dollars, you know, or two thousand or five thousand, how much money do I want to spend, right? Um, as long as there's a, a positive on the other side of that, 
it's it seems like the internet is almost a um, an untappable resource. You can't ever you can't ever use it all up. Um, at least in in, in my thought. Um, I'm going to shift just a little. We're going to get back to that uh, because I want to hear from uh, uh, Ryan. Ryan, you've built a a very strong brand uh, uh, for your company. Uh, w- would you tell us a little bit about that brand, about how you built it, and then maybe also what are you doing to get that brand out there, that 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 messaging out? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, a lot of marketing discussions revolve around you know the actual you know methods such as social media or mailers, but. I mean, I don't think anybody would disagree that um, marketing can be everything that you do. And I mean, the basics of being qualified, being honest, I mean, those, you know, can be overlooked. And I think the majority of our, our industry is very qualified, very, very honest. But the marketing, I think, really starts at a cultural level. It's kind of who you are and what you do. Uh, my business, when it started, you know, like many shops out there as a technician, I was very passionate about the vehicles. So, I think that that passion for, for cars has kind of been part of our culture and it's shown in the people that I've hired. I've tried to find people that were also passionate about cars and then they see that I'm passionate about cars and I see that they are and it kind of, it makes us more interested in what we do and maybe you know, care a little bit more. And I think the customers really see that. They're like, wow, these guys are, and it's, it's kind of rare to, well, not rare, sort of rare to I think find people who really don't. I mean, there are, I've interviewed technicians that, really don't care much about cars and it's weird you're like you're a tech and you just just your job you know but they're out there so i do think that everyone pretty much you know like we all drive cars that are modified not necessarily fast cars i mean you know one guy's got airbag suspension and somebody else is tweaking it for fuel miles um some people just like fixing up cars but i think for the most part we're all really really passionate about cars and that's been a, a core belief that's made the business strong and i think Go ahead. I mean, Sorry. And then kind of coupling that with design, I think um, maybe I was lucky to find a really great designer to work with us to find a brand that really, I don't know, kind of reflected our passion for cars and our interest in cars and uh, tried to differentiate ourselves from other shops. I mean, I've, it's been several years, but I think I would have looked at all the other logos in town and said, well, I, I want to be different from them. Uh, I also want to be a little more modern and, and, and show kind of our, our passion for cars. And that's kind of how we, we work to design the, the brand, the actual like, you know, logo and stuff that people see. So would you say that you're going after um, people that are, that want a car enthusiast to work on their car? You know, someone that, uh, you know, is an Audi guy that, that knows Audi and lives and breathes Audi. Is that what you're, you're going after? Not necessarily. I mean, we certainly get those for sure. Uh, I think it's more of, um, it's an approach to consumers where, um, you know, you've had, you've seen that video where there's an old methodology where we're just kind of trying to blast everybody and, and do lots of coupons and get everybody in. We're trying to find somebody who really wants to make a choice and says, maybe a little more educated customer that says, I want, I want a good shop, you know, and looks at reviews and listens to what people you know, say. And basically, I'd not just be, let's say, a chain store. Well, well, I was driving by and you were right there and it was really easy. That's not who we want. We want someone who's a little more conscious maybe about their their purchase decisions, the same kind of person that, uh, you know, would go and, and maybe buy organic eggs, something like that. They make a, a very conscious decision to work with a particular company because they want a, you know, a particular type of service. I don't know if I'm saying that well, but. Well, I think, I think you're right. I mean, I think it's kind of amazing as you, be, as you get more and more into this, the, the marketing topic, 
um, you know, that leads into the advertising topic. Uh, uh, I watch commercials on TV and I'm like, I know who they're going after. You know, they got the, the young family, they're out at the lake, they got their Subaru with the, the camper, you know, tent out and they're having fun in front of the campfire. And you're like, I know exactly who they're targeting. Then they got the, you know, the Ford truck, it's bigger, better, faster than any other truck has more power or whatever. It, you know, it's like, okay, you're targeting the ego guy. Um, I think that's pretty cool. Tom, your brand, some people would, uh, would probably question, I mean, shade tree automotive, uh, but, uh, you know, it seems to have worked exceptionally well for you. Uh, was that a real conscious choice at the time or, you know, how have you used shade tree automotive, uh, to, to build your brand? Yeah, it actually, honestly, for me, it wasn't a conscious uh, decision at the time, uh, but uh, thankfully it worked out beautifully because it's a name that, uh, one, I love, and it just kind of resonates. Uh, it means more to me now than it ever did. Uh, so Shade Tree, why are we the Shade Tree shop is, uh, you know, this was uh, this was back in the day, you know, the, the original founders were my dad, my uncle, they were the Shade Tree guys. They were the ones that worked from home fixing neighbors, families, friends, vehicles. And then uh, once we, you know, decided to uh, quit working out of the garage at home, open up a shop, it just made sense that they were already known as the shade tree guys because that's the, you know, that was the term back then for the guys that did it from home out back behind the, the barn by the shade tree. So it just kind of stuck, but uh, it means more to me now because I'm very proud of where we came from and where we're at. And uh, it's a memorable name. It's different. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh you know, Tom, Tom's auto, not very, not very memorable shade tree auto. Uh, people seem to remember that. And they, uh, it's the number one searched, uh, uh, name in, in my area as far as people looking for service. So, so yay. And, and, and that leads into another subject, but I, I don't want to, I, I want to make another kind of comment. You're also kind of known uh, around your area is the local, as the local guy, the best local place to, to you know, to take your car. Um, do you think that was that a conscious thing that you created? Did that did that happen kind of uh, organically, or did you, or is that something you're nurturing? Um, it's a little bit of both. Uh, yeah, there was a very conscious effort to do that. Uh, I'm big on networking. I'm big on community involvement. Um, I'm very big on buy local. Um, I'm very big on uh, helping and uh, working with. Uh, what some people would consider to be my competitors around the area. Um, I've just been involved and just always have made a conscious effort to, to get along really well and help other shops whenever I could long before I was a consultant. Um, therefore, um, I've just kind of known the area because I've just been educating the area for a long time. They see me, you know, being nice to other people, including my competitors. And uh, it really seems over the last few years, that's really come together quite a bit and, it's kind of nice to be be kind of seen in that in that light. It, uh, I take that as a compliment. So cool. So um, um, Kent, um, let's talk uh, Kent and Taylor. Let's talk data. Um, you know, uh, uh, Tom mentioned. You know, the data kind of says that he's the most searched, uh, et cetera. Is is that data important? Where do we find that data? And then um, um, you know, how how do we use that data to uh, to move our message forward in in the right direction. We'll start with Kent. Kent, um, data important? Kent's the data guy, so I know the answer to this. In, incredibly important. Um, really, you can be putting you can be putting content out there. You can be putting advertisements out there, but you don't know 
what kind of ROI you're getting on it unless you're looking at the data. And honestly, the data itself will tell you who's engaging, who isn't engaging, uh, depending on the metrics that you're, you're paying attention to. <laughs> um, like right now, there's a big push for uh, just video views, just because of the way, like just on Facebook for video views, um, the way that the, the algorithm is, is kind of showcasing videos is based on how many, how, it's like uh, watch percentage. And the higher watch percentage you get, the more your video gets out into people who are more likely to watch it. It's, it just kind of boosts it uh, automatically without having to fund it in any way. Um, so utilizing those metrics helps you define and really fine-tune um, your, your message and your marketing and who it gets to. So we should uh, um, do really long videos uh, so people can listen to everything we have to say. Is that, is that what you're telling me? Yes and no. I mean, so this, this video <laughs> format is a nice live. It, it's uh, authentic, um, which is huge now, in, especially on social media. People want to see authenticity. They want to see genuine. Um, so the little ums and, and, and mess ups and stuff, they just make you human, which makes you more relatable, which makes people want to do business with you. Um, other marketing messages you really want to keep below, uh, it's like a minute 47. Um, and you want to give them a hook within the first three seconds. Otherwise, they're going to click the video or keep scrolling, you know. So looking at those, those metrics to see, okay, well, we did this content in this video. Um, how long did people watch it for? If we got them past the four-second mark, okay, now we, how can we prolong their watch time um, with the content that we write for the video? So it's not only the, um, the content, but it's the medium that you put it in. I, I love what we're talking about here. It's very exciting. I'm, I'm just sitting here, you know, goose pimples coming up. Um, so what you're saying, um, there you go. I'm human. So what you're saying is, it, you know, in general, uh, on on Facebook um, and some of the other uh, social media sites, we want to keep it pretty short, and we need to get a hook in the beginning, um, and uh, and watch time becomes really important. What are you doing to keep that person you know, watching your message and, and messaging can be really important. Um, Taylor, I, I just, you know, you're just like all over it too. I could tell you got the same goose pimples as I do. Um, so, so what have you guys done or, or how are you using, are you using video? Uh, is that something you're tying into? How are you doing that? I love that you're a marketing nerd. It makes me so happy. Um, <laughs> uh, um, so, so we're not as focused on social at the moment. We've kind of taken a, a step back because I've got a lot going on with the rebranding. Um, right. But to kind of go back to Shade Tree Automotive, um, for us, it's been a lot of focus on how can we be at the top when we're being searched for. Um, and I think a lot of it has come down to, to doing a lot of analysis through like Google Analytics and those types of um, sites to, to really drill down on, okay, where are we at? Let's have an analysis of where we're at, a baseline. Then um, seeing what the data tells us and building a strategy from that, and then trying to execute that strategy. And then it's kind of the cyclical cycle of, okay, here's our strategy we've implemented. Um, now we need to analyze it again, and then re-strategize, and then re-execute. And, and it's just this constant evolving of um, tweaking and tailoring our strategy to kind of get the desired results we're looking for. Um, I think that can also play into social media as well. And I think it's hugely important to have um, engagement on social media and a presence, but I, I think it really just depends on where your shop's at and what they're capable of doing and what they need to hire out and supplement um, through a third party. Cause it, I mean, this topic 
can go so deep. Um, yeah. Whether you have a lot of breadth or a lot of depth, you, you kind of want to have all your bases covered. But you, um, if you've got something you're really good at or something that's really working for you, then yeah, dive deep into it. But it's it's going to be different for every shop owner, um, what they have budget-wise, what they have um, knowledge-wise, and what their strategy and their business model really. Yeah, I kind of, I, um, uh, I kind of cringe sometimes when I walk in and, and 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 you know I'm looking at the website, I'm looking at what they're doing. And, you know, the owner is the one doing it. And I kind of cringe because it's, it, they're just not, they're not equipped, right? In most cases. I mean, for me, marketing is the most difficult piece of what I do. And, and, and I think that's what makes it exciting for me is it's like, it's not, you know, give me the numbers. Okay. Well, the numbers I love, but they're, they're the numbers. They're always the numbers. They don't change. They don't, they, they don't morph. They don't, you know, grow. Um, marketing is this whole ever evolving, ever changing thing that, you know, you think you got it licked and, and, uh, and, and you turn around and oops, you know, I'm heading in the wrong direction. The direction has changed and I'm not there. Um, so I think when you talk about hiring, you know, professionals, hiring, uh, the right people, um, that answer, that asks another, that, that creates another question. But before I go to that question, if I can remember it in a minute, Kent, you had a comment that you wanted to say and I cut you off. Uh, I was going to say that a lot of people, and I just want to say this for just everyone watching, please don't treat it like just distribution channels, just to kind of throw stuff out there. You need to be conscious of what you're posting where um, and, and pay attention to where the people you want to attract are. Uh, like there's a big shift right now. A lot of people in our industry um, are going from Facebook to Instagram. Um, and so there's, there's this transition that needs to be made. Um, so if you're, if you're uh, aware of where they're at, that's, that's key. Okay. Just a little note I want to throw in there. So now I'm going to try to re I'm going to try to remember my question. Um, so using a professional is uh, is often scary, and I think a lot of money is wasted. Uh, uh, in in uh, there's a lot of people out there saying, "Hey, I can get you at the top of the charts. I can get you this and get you that," and and it doesn't necessarily work out that way. So Ryan, um, how have you how have you hired any professionals to do some of this? And and if you have. How have you judged that's the person to hire? What, what's your criteria for that? And Tom, think about the same question because I'm going to ask you as soon as I'm done with Ryan. I think it matters very much um, the size of your shop or where you're at in your, your growth journey. I think, you know, when a lot of shops are young and, and scrappy, there's just not a lot of money around. And, you know, you get the best bang for your buck with word of mouth and really pushing your existing customers to be your um, – you know, you're, you're marketing for you and, and with a good referral program, things like that. Um, I think, I don't know. I mean, the, the first big push for me was, was SEO. And I mean, and that changes so often. So, I mean, the company I first hired, I mean, I just had a guy build a website. I think a lot of us are guilty of checking the box, like check the box. I did that whole website thing. You know, I'm good. And that's a tough question to answer. You know, what do you look for? I mean, yeah, an easy answer would be results. Uh, you know, I mean, I want to rank, you know, if I'm, I mean, after I've done all of my cheap, free, easy marketing, you know, my, my website and SEO is going to be the center of my marketing plan. And, and yeah, organic. I want to show up when someone searches, you know, XYZ repair in this town and on the shop, that's where I want to be. I don't, I mean, I can be in AdWords, but we all know, you know, being in an organic search result is, is the best. And, uh, you know, getting referrals from other shops, asking the company that you're considering, have you done this? Show me a market where you have done this and I want to see your name on the website. Although that's tough too, because sometimes you have to like be in that location actually searching and 
it can get a little complicated. So. <laughs> Seems to be really complicated, uh, and, and the more you dig into it, the more complicated it seems to become. Uh, Tom, how have you chosen or, or, or decided to stay with or, or make a change uh, uh, professional? Because I know you've used several. Um, what are you doing or why do you shift, what, you know? Yeah, so my theory on marketing and when to sub things out and when to do them myself are just based off of uh, time. You know, uh, my time is more valuable to me than, than anything. Uh, so I, I don't have enough time to be a professional um, in SEO. So what I have to do is I train myself enough on SEO to understand how badly I need it and how to ask the right questions of my SEO guy to make sure he's doing his job, if that makes sense. Um, I've burned through all the SEO guys. Uh, SEO is, uh, is a negative word to me right now. I've got a really good relationship <laughs> with my SEO guy, and uh, we're, we're currently having some struggles, uh, but luckily we have a great relationship, so we can, uh, we can work through them because it's just frustrating. You know, sometimes you can put all your effort in and get great results. You can do the same thing three months later and, and have it bomb. So, so for me, I train myself. I learn enough about SEO to know that I need it and how to find somebody that knows what they're doing to do it. Uh, Facebook, uh, I know myself enough to know that I'm not going to post regular enough, so I've got to pay somebody to make at least keep my, my, my impressions up to where we're staying out there. But then I also know that that's not going to gain much traction um, having an outside company put post. So I know I myself need to create some, some, some better content and post at least weekly why they put the, what I call filler stuff on there, um, you know, throughout the week. So, um, so yeah, I, 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 so basically the, 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 the shorter answer is I, I know every aspect of marketing just enough to know what I should do and how to find the other company that I can trust to do it. And then I just, uh, I'm, I'm a results, uh, goals and results guy. I got, uh, I need this many customers out of this thing you're doing uh, in the next 30 days. And we, we aim at that result. If you hit the result, great. And if you don't hit the result, uh, you're sitting across the table from me and we're having a pretty awkward conversation until we figure out how we're going to get that result. So, okay. <laughs> there's a, there's a, there's a little bit of an interesting conversation going on online. Uh, you know, David Roman is, uh, obviously he's a non SEO person. He says, who needs SEO anymore? Who cares? Um, you know, if you're brick and mortar, SEO doesn't matter. Uh, does SEO matter today or not? Um, uh, Taylor, does it matter or not? That's a debatable question. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Right? Um, in my perspective, I think SEO matters. Yes. I think there's um, a lot of trends that are coming up and a lot of changes that are happening. Um, you know, there, that could even lead to the question of, do you even need a website anymore? Who needs websites anymore? And that, I mean, there's a lot of thoughts and ideas out there, but I think, um, for the general shop owner and for every, for most majority of our industry, um, it's still important because we're servicing the vehicles and the people that are not the dealership and not the, um, today's day and age, like 
getting a new car constantly. Like I, I think our consumer and our target market is still wants to know um, a lot about the shop that they're bringing their car to. They want to go onto the website and do their research and do their homework. Um, and in order for us to be competitive, when they're going and looking for that information, we have to be ranking. And if we have to be ranking, then we have to be focused on SEO. Um, I think there's a lot of other facets that can contribute to SEO uh, or contribute to your um, website and where people are going when they're looking for um, auto repair. Uh, but for majority, I would say that SEO is still important. Um, yeah. It's maybe not as important as some things. There, it's going to be a balance, but it's, it's kind of the same thing as like, uh, well, Yelp doesn't work for us out here, but on the East Coast, it works great. You know, So everybody's strategy is going to be a little bit different. And if your customer base isn't really concerned about finding you online, People, you know, shops that don't even have a website still. <laughs> that hurts my heart. Uh, but some people it works for. But I would say to at least keep a pulse on it and at least have, you know, the bare minimums or um, still, it's still important to an extent. Um, Google's ranking algorithms are changing constantly. Uh, so yeah. it's, it's got to be something you always keep a pulse on. But I think that threshold of, has not been, um, we haven't crossed that threshold yet of not needing SEO. There's an interesting, um, you know, there's an interesting uh, study um, about, you know, the bell curve and, and your early adopters. I think um, Simon Sinek mentions it in, in one of his speeches. There's a, a couple of great books on it. You know, you have, uh, you know, what is it, two and a half percent. These are the people that are going to do the first. They're always the first. And then there's another, you know, uh, what is it, 11 or 12 percent, whatever it is. It, 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 that, that they're also early adopters. Um, but I think you also have to look at where your client is, is searching for you, who your client is. I mean, um, the average age of a shop owner today is, uh, uh, I think it's over 60 now. It was like 58, 59 for a while, and I think it's moved up. And so where are the 59-year-olds looking, right? Uh, it, it, for our marketing, you know, SEO is, is still important uh, because that's where those guys are looking. That's what they, what they know. And I think if your client is the, is the young, hip, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, they're going to be on the edge. They're, they're not even touching Facebook anymore because it ain't cool. Uh, they're on uh, Instagram or, you know, whatever, then that's where you need to be. Uh, but I don't think you can forget that there are still, you know, some large portion of your clients that are, that are searching your website and looking for that. That's how they're, that's how they're trying to find you. Sure. Um, so I think that has to be important. Um, uh, um, so, uh, um, uh, See now, uh, Kent. We need a commercial here. What's the? Where's the commercial, buddy? Uh, the commercial. Yeah, um, you're up. Uh, our advisor mastery program uh, starts October sixth. We're filling the seats real quick. Here's some shameless promotion. Uh, it's an incredible program, and we're excited to uh, get it going. Um, you can check out that information at ifrave.com forward slash mastery, um, or you can just go to ifrave.com, and we've got a big poster right there. You can see and check it out. Okay, thank you, Kent. Boom, now maybe I can, I, can, I can get myself back on track. Um, uh, so, you know, uh, maybe that le lends a question. You know, does the typical person that is searching uh, for an automotive shop, you know, where are they searching or how are they searching? Uh, you know, what, what is the client that I'm looking for? Um, you know, about, I don't know, it's maybe six or seven years ago, somebody asked me, hey, do we need to worry about this, these millennial guys? Are we... Are we, um, you know, uh, are, are, should we be changing everything for the millennials? And at the time I said, no, absolutely not. 
You know, they're, they're, uh, I kind of use the hippies as my model. I, I grew up with the hippies and, and today there aren't many hippies out there, uh, uh, because they all became business people. They all kind of graduated. And it's kind of interesting as the millennials are, are growing up, um, the difference between the millennials and the other generations are the, the gaps are narrowing considerably. At least that's what the data seems to show, uh, the data that I've seen, um, and the data that I believe, uh, I guess there's that always that thing, uh, to say, so where are uh, our clients, uh, you know, searching, where, where's a typical automotive person, uh, uh, searching for, or how are they searching for the, the shops? Maybe that's a, a good starting point. Um, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to ask, uh, I'm going to ask Taylor that one. So uh, I'm going to throw it your way. I'm going to throw that ball your way. Thanks. Um, <laughs> got it. I think I would, I would say you have to back up. Um, I think a lot of the questions that were asked, um, before we started this topic or before you started this, um, webinar, were about like how to define your target customer and how to define um, SEO and a lot of those questions. And I think it, it's really important to have your um, your target market narrowed narrowed down and figuring out who that person is because that's going to be different for each market. I think a lot of it is going to be um, mostly <clears throat> online, um, but there's still a lot. We still are, have a lot of people that are very responsive to direct mail. Um, we still have we have people that'll find us on social media and that sort of thing as well. But it's, it's when that need occurs, where is that person going to go? And if a car, if it's a broken car and a car is broken down on the side of the road with a mobile device, they're most likely going to go to um, online search and they're going to look for auto repair near me. You know, that fun buzzword. Um, so for me, so it's going to be online driven. All the other touch points, social media, um, direct mail being involved in the community are all super important and it's all um, needed to have a healthy marketing plan overall. Uh, but I think online is going to be key. Um, so SEO, pay-per-click, I think personally, I know you guys kind of talked about it earlier, pay-per-click not being super important. Um, my perspective has always kind of been of having your shop on the first page as many times as possible. So um, if you're in the paid advertising, if you're in the organic and you're the local, then you've built some trust with me and I'm going to be more apt to um, want to click on you. Um, but that's going to be different, right? I don't really necessarily always want to be in the pay-per-click ad local and organic for oil change. It's just not kind of the customer I'm really looking for and I don't want to spend the money for that. So it's got to be maybe Lexus repair near me and then I'm ranking for um, the pay-per-click ad, the organic, and the local. So I think it's um, trying to be as top of the mind and um, have as much uh, space and advertising available on that digital landscape when people are going when that need arises to get that um, new customer in the door. So for me, um, I'm just a, I don't know, I'm just an old guy who, well, I keep saying that, I'm not really that old. Um, but I'm just a guy who, I want to own the front page if I can own the front page. Uh, if it's an area, obviously not on oil change, it's not the client I'm looking for, but if you're looking for a, you know, uh, uh, a BMW service on your BMW, uh, I want to own that page. And if I can drive somebody else off the page because I'm in more places, uh, then I have a higher percentage of, uh, of um, space and it gives me a higher percentage of getting that client. Uh, and I've, I've built more credibility. Uh, with them so that's something that i want to do 
Um, and, and I don't know, maybe there'll become a day where I'll say, no, don't do that. That money's wasted. But so far, what I can see that money, that money brings cars in and, and, and good cars that spend good money. Um, Tom, are you, are you using, are you targeting uh, uh, online a certain uh, type of, uh, obviously you are, but I mean, you know, what are you doing online to target that customer? Are you in pay-per-click? Are, are you worried about SEO? Are you worried about your website? Uh, you know, are you are you on top of those things? Is it a is it a bit broader approach? Uh, yes, yes, and yes. Uh, website still important. I uh, I agree that maybe five years from now it's not going to be as important because uh, as we go forward, we're having so much info coming at us. Uh, it's proven that customers are making uh, consumers are making quicker and quicker decisions. So I am noticing a trend in Google search uh, or sorry, local search. Local search is now uh, seems to be outranking for me over the last year uh, on the Google map. I'm getting more action off of that than I am off of my organic. And I've put a lot more work into showing up on that organic spot. Uh, so I'm geared very, very much towards making sure I'm pulling up in those local searches on the map. Um, Google AdWords has proven for three years running now that that's my best return on investment. You know, I, I get well over a 400% return on the amount of money I spend in there. So that's, that's uh, very specific to me, very specific terms. I don't, uh, I don't go after, you know, I think Taylor and I just became best friends with her, with her last statements there. I don't, uh, I don't go after oil changes. Uh, you'll never hear cheap, discount, any of those words, didn't even feel right saying it right there. I will never go after that customer because I just don't have, I can't, I don't have anything to offer that customer. So we go after, I have found that the customers that really like me the most that are easiest to win over are looking for something very specific that I have to offer. You know, uh, my shop foreman is a BMW mini tech. He is the best. Uh, therefore I go after those key terms. Uh, my lead technician is amazing with Volkswagen Audi. I go after those key terms. Those those tend to be the the customers that I that that I win the easiest with. And then of course I'm going to pull up auto repair near me and brake repair and stuff like that. So okay, so and you're you're constantly looking at those search results and the and the ROI on those things to determine if you're going to continue to put your your money in those places. Do they still work for you? Yeah, for sure. And it isn't. It is an ever-changing landscape. I mean, it, it, it keeps it keeps changing, and and uh, you know where local search didn't seem to matter, you know, three four years ago. Today, it it seems to matter a lot more. Yeah. Uh, 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 speaking of local, uh, Ryan, uh, you know, Tom's kind of the the local guy. He's involved in the local market. How have you inserted yourself into the local, you know, into the Cincinnati scene, or the you know, are you are you are you involved with BNI? Are you in a chamber rotary? You know, what are you doing to get your, your the word out in your own town? Well, I think it's worth mentioning, you know, that location and size matter. Uh, Cincinnati is a Midwest city, million to two million in the greater Cincinnati area. So it just made me think of the person you mentioned, SEO, not working. I could see in a rural area, you know, it could be more word of mouth. We haven't really, I mean, in terms of the, the BNI or, you know, the chamber, I'll be honest, have never done it. So okay. uh, I don't know. I think everyone's looking at bang for the buck. Where am I going to get the most, you know, because money doesn't grow on trees, especially if you're in a business. So I'm always interested when I do, uh, you know, surveys, 
for example, our management system forces uh, anyone who uh, makes an appointment to ask that customer how they heard about us. So at any given time, I can look at last week, last month, last year, and kind of see, you know, where of all the car count that we had, where are those people coming from? I'll tell you, I am always impressed by word of mouth. Uh, you know, 20, 30, 35%, those numbers are, and when you're talking about all the money you can spend out there, I mean, don't forget word of mouth and training your people to let other people know. And yeah. there's a little distrust in our industry. And I think if I need to get my furnace fixed or anything in that realm, I'm probably going to start by asking people that I know, hey, I need to get this done. Where did you get it done? Uh, and secondary to that, yeah, I mean, online as a, as a broad, you know, uh, realm, you know, 30 to 40 percent. And of course, we can continue talking about all the nuances of that. But uh, I don't know. And I don't know if, if uh, you know, maybe Tom was also talking about local as in Google Maps. Is that what you're talking about, Tom? Yeah. Yeah, that's, I don't know. I think that falls more under the SEO and I let my marketing company handle that. And I think, you know, in terms of the relevance of SEO, Google's the world's phone book. Uh, you know, we still get a phone book and people laugh like, you know, what's this for, you know? And uh, I think the relevance will always be there. It may be a little less with social media or whatever else is going to come down the pipeline, but uh, I certainly wouldn't uh, uh, ignore it uh, or not put as much effort into it because I don't know about you, but when I need to find something, a product or a service, I usually start by Googling it. I think, I think it's interesting that, um, you know, we went away from the yellow pages. Uh, Google still is the phone book, as you said today. It's maybe someday in the future, you know, five years from now, Google is not the thing and something else is the thing. It's really about just, uh, you know, understanding your marketplace and, and, and where, you're, where you're going and, and then working that to the best of your ability. Uh, and I think that takes a real conscious effort. Now, Tom, you're, the, you're into the, the chamber, the rotary, those kinds of things. How has that benefited you in in your – now, we're also – I wouldn't call it rural. I, I don't think that where you're at is rural, but it's certainly not big city, right? So yeah. how, is that, how has that benefited you, or, or what do you do for that? That's been, that's been huge for me. Uh, I'm a big part of BNI, firm believer in BNI. Um, it takes – it doesn't take much money. It doesn't take hardly any money, honestly, but it, but it takes a lot of time. So I've only honestly done it really good for the last two years, even though I've been in it for maybe four or five, but I could really say that I was all in the last two years. And uh, I've only been able to do that because I'm, I'm luckily in a position where I've got all the staff in place to where, honestly, this shop uh, honestly runs a little bit better if I'm not here. They, they like me to just get out of the way. Things happen. Now, four or five years ago, the amount of time that I would have had to spend, you know, doing B&I right would have cost me so much on the back end of things not getting done that it wasn't possible. But I dove straight in. I was actually, uh, you know, president of our group for the last year. I'm actually, uh, we're wrapping up tomorrow with my leadership and uh, it's been huge. You know, I make uh, uh, about $400 an hour by uh, going to B&I is what my seat is, yeah. is worth. And then on top of that, just uh, having that audience and people I can bounce ideas off of uh, every week has just made me such a better business owner that I get so much more out of it than just, you know, marketing spent. Uh, same thing with the chamber. I've dug into it the last, you know, year. And, uh, you know, uh, one of my best fleet accounts that has, uh, you know, come to see me weekly came from that group. So... So yeah, networking's been good to to 
to not only bring business in, but on top of that, it's made me a better business owner and it's given me an audience to explain our industry to, which is important to me. Uh, a lot of people around here kind of understand the difference between a shop like ours and uh, uh, a quickie lube or a dealership. It's, so it's nice to have that audience and be able to to have time to teach people what it is we do and why we're doing that. So. I think I think if we were to sum up to this point, you know, it's important that we understand our client and where our client might be looking or what our client might be looking for. And then um, uh, marketing is this uh, changing animal. So we have to pay attention to the numbers, the key data uh, to determine, you know, is this working for us or is this not working for us? Is this something that's fading away or is this something that's growing? And we have to be very adaptable, I think, uh, um, in our in what we do and what we decide to do. I think that that should probably be a clear message that comes out of this. Um, I'd like to spend our remaining time, which is not a ton, um, but talking about creating community, uh, um, either locally or, or online. And I think online is, is probably more where I'd like to go. Um, uh, in order to create community online, uh, Taylor, how are you guys uh, using the, the, the social media to create uh, community or, or create awareness? Sure. Um, for us, it's been a lot of uh, culture communication, I would say. Um, okay. I think for branding, the four metrics I kind of like to think of are um, people want to know that you're different, that you're relevant, that, and they want to like you and they want to know you. And so social media is a platform where I get to do that. And I really appreciated what Tom said about the um, – having an audience to explain the industry to because for me growing up at Pickering's Auto like I don't know a lot about cars I don't know um I didn't really understand the stigma that was behind it because I grew up in that culture um but I think it's really important to have uh that transparency and that authenticity and a platform to be able to do that on through social media um BNI is great we've um, experienced that as well um but being able to develop a community online um, through the people that we know or people that uh, could be potential clients for us. Social media is super important because we can educate them on what auto repair is, but we can also um, educate them on how we do auto repair and how it's different, um, how it's relevant to that consumer um, specifically and how we stand out from the competitors um, specifically to, to what they're looking for. And then it gives them that, um, I don't, I don't want to say intimacy, but that ability to get to know us on a personal level without actually ever having to step in the door. I kind of think about it as far as if you're on Facebook and you've got a friend on Facebook, but you're not really friends and you don't really know them. Maybe you've met them a couple times, but now you know almost every detail of their life, right? You, you saw that they took their dog to the park and that they're really involved with their kids at the pool all summer and that sort of thing. Um, you get to know these people on a deeper level and that builds a little bit of trust. So the next time you see them, you have something to talk about. You engage with them a little bit deeper. I think it's the same thing with our business. Um, people may not really know who Pickerings, who the Pickerings are, what we do. Um, but having us be active on social media with putting up our company barbecues and putting out, um, you know, information about how often to change your oil or to check your fluids, um, or, the newest baby that came through, we both had, um, we had two technicians that both just had babies and kind of publishing that on Facebook. It's 
creating that authenticity, that transparency, that vulnerability, where our customers are really getting to know us before they even walk in the door. And it um, kind of breaks down that barrier to entry, I feel like, for us. So I think the community for us, um, it may be a little bit different than the question that you were asking, uh, but it's allowing it to be a little bit more relatable, um, allowing us to really have a voice online and show how we're different, relevant, and get people to really like us and know us for who we are um, as people and as a culture, opposed to as auto repair and you know under the hood. And so it's just a different perspective for me. I think you answered the question fantastically because <laughs> you know I always say that the website, the the online, is the safe way for a customer to look at you. It's 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 a risk-free uh, look into who you are and and, and what you are. Uh, and I I think as a as a um, industry, I don't think we use that um, effectively enough or well enough in most cases. I mean, we can create almost anything we want to create. Uh, obviously, you know, when they come in, there has to be a reality to it. Um, but, but you know, if they do get to know us and they and they find they like us, it's it's an easy way for them to do that, and it's an easy way for us to help explain and help help them understand who we are and what our passions are. Uh, so to speak. Uh, so I, I, I love that uh, uh, comment. Um, Kent, we're certainly uh, very invested in creating the community online. You know, how have we, yes. how have we gone about that? Or, or, you know, would you maybe even answer the same question as, as I, I fed Taylor, you know, how, how have we done that? Now it might be a little different for us. Because it, we're a it consulting is, company, yeah. but it is a little different for us. Uh, I've always gone at this and I've, I started, you know, really kind of telling you this is how I'm approaching a lot of the content we make is just help people by helping people, you know, sure. and they real and they learn and they, they get to realize that you're, you really are trying to do something and make a difference. Um, so in everything that we've done, I've always approached it with, how can we give them something that they can use that they can uh, make that, that will make some slight difference for them. Uh, that's noticeable in, in, in some sense, as well as, try and get other people involved because the whole point of this is we need to help each other. Um, there's way too much, I don't know, just, just coming from an outside. Cause I didn't grow up in a shop, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm not in that type of uh, relationship with the industry and I've come into it and I've noticed this separation between just groups. It's almost like it's tribal. There's like this tribe and this tribe and everybody's kind of fighting each other. And it's like, if we can all just come together and really just help each other, the entire industry can step up another level. Um, so just trying to convey that message in our community and in the stuff that we do is, is very important to me. Um, like some of the videos that we, we recently did, I was like, no, okay, we got to do it this way because we want to, you know, <laughs> like drives him nuts. But I'm like, we got to do it right, and it has to be authentic, and it has to be real, you know. Um, and then just hitting up people, just, just message, you know, one-on-one, -on -one, hey, how are you doing? What's up? Um, just trying to build those relationships, um, either through posts or, or conversation or uh, things like this, uh, this uh, podcast, which has been a treat to put together. It's been so much fun, and I just get excited every time we have a new episode because I get to edit it and put it out there. And I'm just like, I, I hope somebody gets something out of this, you know. It is, it is, uh, it is funny to me that... Um, you know, we, for us, it is really apparent how different marketing is. So for us, local search ha, 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 
It doesn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't exist. Forget it. It's not, it, it does nothing for us. I mean, um, that we, we have to look on a, on a different scale at, at this in a different way. And we have to go about it in a different way. And I really like the, the approach of, you know, let me help you here. Um, but, but then there's always this idea in the back of my mind. And obviously if you, if you've been paying attention to any of our stuff, uh, you know, you kind of got to stand up once in a while for what you believe in and, uh, and you got to fight the battle, the good fight. Uh, Kent, Kent's giving me the eye even right now. He's giving me that look, right? You know, Cause he hates it, but don't you have to go fight the good fight? I mean, it's not tribal. We'd, we'd love to have everybody be the same tribe. You just have to think like me, right? Um, you know, um, it, it is amazing to me how, how, you know, how this industry just really needs to get together and, 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 and help each other out because it's, it, it's tough and it's, it's, I don't think it's going to get easier. Uh, it's going to get better, but I don't think it's going to get easier. Um, all right. So we're, we're at that point. It's kind of the last, uh, uh, a couple of minutes that so we need to do final thoughts. Kent actually just, as I started was texting me to tell me, um, uh, Ryan, uh, a final thought about branding or marketing that you would uh, give everybody. Hmm. I guess just that it needs to be really aligned with your culture and, and who you guys are as a shop and that you're hoping that that is a representation of, of kind of who you really are. Um, but it's constantly evolving and, you know, what works, you know, yesterday may not work tomorrow. It's probably not the kind of thing you want to handle completely in house. You're going to have to, to trust some other people and, and look at other shops that are doing well and, and see who made their website and see what they're doing on their social media page. Um, and just, uh, try to measure. I mean, I think a, a simple thing is just asking all your customers kind of how they found you. And I think at least the customers that you like and you want to get more of, you know, how did you find us and, uh, or, or what do you really like about us and listen to what they have to say. Okay. Um, uh, Kent, your final thoughts. Um, I said it in the chat. Uh, context is key. Wherever you're putting your message, make sure it's, you know, it's, it's in line with it. Kind of like what he said uh, with the culture, uh, your message needs to be accurate to the, to the place that people are consuming it. Um, so if it's on Facebook, it needs to fit Facebook. If it's, if they're on Instagram, it needs to fit Instagram. People are looking for specific things on those platforms, um, and make sure it's authentic and real and conveys who you are, uh, and what you do. Okay. Tom, your, uh, your final statements. Yeah, I would say, uh, there's two key points that are the most important to me. Uh, number one's knowing your why number two, very close. Number two is, uh, knowing your audience. So, uh, you've got to know exactly who you are, what you've got to offer, and you've got to know exactly who you're trying to reach with that message. Uh, I think that's where all marketing starts. If you focus on that, you'll do good. And I think you have to, you really do have to start there um, because otherwise you're, you're sending messaging out that isn't going to work. It isn't going to target the people you, you want, and it's not going to be relevant to them. They're not going to hear it. I think relevance becomes very, very key. Uh, into what we're doing here. And you can't do that if you haven't determined who your clients are and, and who you are. You can't, you can't be relevant, and you got to be relevant. Um, uh, Taylor, l uh, last thoughts. Um, yeah, so as far as branding goes, figuring out um, how you're different and how you're relevant. Um, and in the words, I think, of uh, Walter Landor, a, pr a brand is your promise. Um, so figuring out what you promise to clients um, and what 
what you want to hang your hat on, what, what is your promise to the customers that come in your door. Um, to the point about marketing just in general, I say um, depth more than breadth. I think it's good to be everywhere, but I think um, if you can figure out what works for you and your shop um, and focus on that, because <laughs> as shop owners, I, I know we wear so many hats, um, that I think it's important to have breadth um, but and a lot of quantity of things, but I think quality is really more what um, what's going to help you set yourself apart and really get the results that you're looking for. And then kind of the last thing, just to touch on the industry, um, my dad always said, you know, iron sharpens iron and the rising tide lifts all boats. So if there's a shop owner that you can get something from um, or that you love following, you know, um, or if there's some another shop that could really use some help, I think being able to have that ebb and flow and um, reaching out to other people within the industry and even outside of the industry, whatever it looks like for you, but um, having that willingness to help other people and um, the humility, I guess, to be helped in yourself. Um, thanks. I like that. Um, sometimes I struggle with that last part a little bit. Um, uh, so, you know, I think relevance really matters. I think, I think understanding who your client is and having a message that they can hear uh, uh, is just so important because as you said, you know, I can, you know, we can check the boxes off. You know, I'm, I'm in all the places, but if you're in all the places with the wrong messaging, it doesn't matter that you're there. Having the, uh, uh, um, the knowledge, the skill, and, you know, um, uh, taking time to look at it and determine this is the messaging that's really going to reach my audience and then making sure that, that that's what it did, uh, uh, I think is, is super important. Uh, we, are, we are at the end. I was hated at this point because it's so, it's so good. I had so much fun. I want to keep going. Um, our next episode is uh, of, uh, of the, uh, the leading edge is diffusing hostile situations. That will be on Wednesday, next Wednesday, actually. Uh, yep. The way that uh, dates fell, uh, we're doing two in a row. So next Wednesday at uh, 10 o'clock uh, uh, Pacific time. Um, and then, Kent, would you read the where you can find us stuff? And, uh, and we'll uh, call it a day. Yes. Uh, if you guys liked this topic and you want us to cover it again, you can submit that or let us know through Facebook or uh, email us at institute at iforabe.com. Uh, you can check out other episodes uh, by going to institutesleadingedge.podbean.com. Um, you can also find us on iTunes and Spotify by searching The Leading Edge. Um, join the Institute group on Facebook. Those of you who are watching this and are not a part of that, it's a great place that shop owners can talk about these issues. Um, maybe, you know, it gets a little heated, but I think that's part of getting a good, getting, getting something good out of it is, is having those debates. Um, uh, like and follow us and uh, keep up to date on, on upcoming episodes and content. And, and special and thank you for everybody who yes. showed up. Thank you for that. Absolutely. Uh, thank you, everybody that showed up. And don't forget to share this with your friends. I mean, this was such a great webinar, a uh, 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 great podcast. Uh, don't forget to share it with your friends on, on Facebook and, and in other places. Send the message out. Uh, thank you very much. Have a great week, and uh, we'll see you next week, at, uh, 10 o'clock Pacific, uh, uh, right here talking about uh, diffusing hostile situations. Thanks, guys. Join us next time on The Leading Edge and get some insights on conflict resolution and some preventative measures you can take to avoid them altogether. As always, The Leading Edge is every first and third Wednesday of every month. Subscribe at institutesleadingedge.pondbeat.com so you don't miss out. Or find us on iTunes and Spotify at The Leading Edge. Join the Institute group on Facebook and get advice from other top shop owners as well as our experienced consultants. Brought to you by the Institute for Automotive Business Excellence. Thanks for listening.